David. Hello, how are you, sir? Very good, considering we're still in it. End of Feb. <laughs> I know, man. I think, I think I'm definitely allowing myself to dream now. I know. If we're still in it Easter Monday, I'm locking myself in the house from dinner time Easter Sunday. I was just looking at the fixtures for March and until you get to Marine, they're all winnable. Saying that probably jinxed ourselves for Saturday against Baseford, but we'll definitely look could be looking at going into Easter with something to play for. Well hopefully we don't lose today's guest because this podcast is a poison chalice. <laughs> Five out of seven guests playing coaching media. All of the above, all absconded. I know, we've, we've definitely had a kiss of death this season. I don't think anyone we did last season's left really, have they? Did you listen to Tiggy on I Had Trials once? I certainly did. It was good. It was very good. Um, I don't think he said anything we don't already know. Um, I thought there might have been a, a little bit of extra, which we didn't know behind the scenes. I think he skirted around what had happened quite well, actually. Um, spoke about turmoil behind the scenes. Probably turmoil is not the right word, but that's the way that he used. And said the, the point was just keeping the lads together after Feli left, which for the majority they have. Obviously, he left, but he said about leaving a clever role. Um, right time, knew the gaffer, similar position to Chorley, and he's has gone into the pot to keep the lads together. So it was a good lesson, wasn't it? Yeah, he mentioned McCoyle. That's the second time he's been mentioned in a couple of months. <laughs> Reynolds is on about it. Yeah, both about signing on fees as well. So Christ, what McCoyle was throwing around. Two grand signing on fee for Tiggy, and he got it all before he left for Chorley. Sounded all at moon, didn't he, with it? I don't think that's what he was going <laughs> for. Oh, we've got a right guest, haven't we, this month, mate? We have, mate. When I was still doing the media stuff at the beginning of the season, um, I interviewed... Nozza at his first training session back. I asked the question. He looked at me and answered it. And I was in that much of awe of the man. I forgot to carry on the interview, so we had to start it again. Weren't expecting such confidence to come back at you. Such confidence in his MIs as well. I was absolutely drawn in. Yeah, they are entrancing, aren't they? <laughs> Should we get Nozza in then, mate? Let's get him involved. Hey mate. How's it going? Hello, Nozzy. I'm all right. right. I'm good, thanks. Yeah, good, good. Not too bad. Good. The man who helped me lose eight and a half pounds in four weeks back in 2021, David Norris, how are <laughs> I'm good, mate. What an intro. I've not had that one before. <laughs> to be fair, it was, it was a really good four weeks. The, the diet plan and the workout plan was exceptional. Thank you. Well, to be fair, I mean, it was... It was bit, it's made just for an extreme one to get a quick result and then just to give people an idea of, you know, portion sizes, what they should be eating, what they shouldn't be eating. But, you know, them last couple of weeks are not sustainable, but they will get your max results if you need something to happen short term. But to be fair, you did well, mate. You did really well. I did, I did well. Uh, you're right. That, that week four was an absolute killer food. <laughs> Nozzy, you've got too much of a career for us to not tap into it briefly before we move on to your, your Lancaster City days. So after a decade in the Championship, you're waiting to League 1 with Peterborough, League 2 with Yeovil and Blackpool. Yeovil was a very long way to go for a breeze spell. Yeah, to be fair, it wasn't, it wasn't what 
I guess it, what it looks like. I'd literally gone there to get fit. Um, I was just coming back and, uh, I was, uh, hoping to, it was an ex-manager of mine, Paul Stoke at the time. So I, I was looking for somewhere to go and train. So I thought, you know, a few days away from everything, uh, just work on my fitness. So I went down there just for that, really. Um, and then he ended up saying, look, do you want to, do you want to sign on? Do you want to play? And I got sucked in a little bit, but I mean, I, I live in Bolton. That commute was horrendous for, for, for what I was trying with family and everything. So it was literally just to get fit. And I ended up getting sucked in for one game, really. That's probably explains I ended up at Blackpool. That must have been an interesting move. Were they still boycotting home games under Carl Oyster? Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, again, this was, I felt a little bit like I was in a little bit last chance saloon because of, I'd been struggling with an, in, with an injury. Um, and so, and obviously you get to 36, everyone starts to write you off. And I, I, although I felt fit enough, I need, I, I got in touch with all the other previous managers that knew what I was about. So they know that, you know what, forget his age, forget his injuries. He, he can still play, he can still do it. So Neil MacDonald was at Blackpool, who used to be my reserve team manager at Bolton. So I just zinged him a text and just said, look, I'm, I'm looking for somewhere. I'm happy to come in and train if you want to have a look. So he said, yeah, yeah, come in Monday. And then he rang me back an hour later and said, you know what, forget it. We'll sign you on. We'll, do, we'll, we'll sign you. Don't worry about it. Just come in Monday, ready to, ready to be here. Um, but it was a, yeah, a weird old time because of what was going on off the pitch because all the fans would turn up before the game. So outside, you'd have a right few thousand fans, five, six, seven, eight thousand, and then they'd all just go. And then we'd just all go, and then there'd only be a handful, a few hundred in, in the stadium. So it was weird. He came to the Giant Axe the year before that and played a friendly. After about 75 minutes, they all came on the pitch. But it was great because we'd had most of the game and we ended up on Sky Sports News. <laughs> so it gives some exposure. <laughs> And then he had a short time with Jimmy, Jimmy Bullard, of all people, at Leatherhead. Yeah, again, that was a favour because, obviously, again, Bolton-based, and he was like, just come down for the games. Come on, look after me. I'm just starting off. Do this for me. Do that for me. And again, I did a couple of games down there, and it was... Um, it was it was just too it was just too much. I just couldn't do it. But obviously, I got on well with Jimmy Ipswich. Um, he's a right character. So I thought, come on, you know what? It might be all right, that... But again, just the commute was, was, was a killer. We'd actually come across you twice the year before you joined us when you played for Shaw Lane Aquaforst. First time was in third qualifying round of the FA Cup 2017. We lost 2-1. I still think about it because it was about as favourable a third round draw as we could have hoped for, a team in our league, although it was away. I don't think we deserved to win on the day. Killer for an equaliser. I remember Scott Harris missed, fired straight at the keeper in injury time. It hurt even more because the next two rounds you were on BBC, beat Barrett, and then lost to Mansfield. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh right, was that 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 season? Yeah, yeah. So we um, yeah, we ended up getting through to Mansfield. Um, you know, uh, on the first round and on TV, and you know they're having to put temporary stands up just you know for the for the TV. So it was a great experience that because when you're at non-league. The FA Cup becomes huge to try and get through. At first, you think it feels like it's about twenty-five games away. Um, but as you do get a little bit closer to it, it, it's a big thing to be involved in, a chance to meet an, a, a league club. So it was a good experience that, but that t- that club, um, obviously it just it went bust after that. I think that the owner couldn't put any more into it and it just folded, but I think they'd climbed the leagues before that. Yeah, it seemed a rapid rise for Shawlane. The second time was a nil-nil in April that season, which I think was 
a Shaw Lane home game, but it was at the Giant Act, but it was highly forgettable. And you joined us in December 2018, but you've been back at Boston since September. How have you ultimately ended up at North Ferriby for Lancaster City, scoring the winner? Yeah. Um, yeah, so again, I'd, I'd, the manager at Boston was um, the manager who was at Shaw Lane, um, Craig Elliott. So again, he'd said, do you fancy coming down? I'd done a few, a couple of months there. It was my original club, so it had a bit of history for me and nostalgia. And so I was looking forward to, you know, to going back there for 20 odd years since I was there, you know, previously when I first got my move into professional football. Um, and then, funny enough, Felly, Mark Fell messaged me about a player and just said, what about, what do you think of this lad? I think it was a striker. And I said, I, I said whatever about him. And then I went, unless you want a, an Asian midfielder. And he went, you know what? I probably do. And, I, and he went, why? What, what's happening? And so the conversation went from there. And, and a couple of days later, he drove to, to where I was staying and I'd signed the contract. And it started really well. Like I said, I got the score on my, you know, win on my, on my debut. But in that same game, I think I tweaked my hamstring and I think he might have been thinking, well, maybe he's, maybe he's a bit too old here. But that was just short. And then ever since then, you know, I, I think this is now my, well, will be my longest serving club. Yeah, I don't know. Because how many, when did I, how long, how many years have I been here now? Five. Five, yeah. So I think I was five, five and a half at Plymouth or just under five and a half there. So possibly by the time I come to the end, it may, well, it's like I say, it's still a, a long time to be at a club, isn't it? How did you know Felly in the first place? Because he'd been pecking my head to to um to join him at Ramsbottom a few times, and uh, he'd brought his teams into my gym where I and I put his team through some team sessions, and he kept trying to say, "Do you want to fancy us?" And I kept saying at the time, "Look, I just want to keep playing as high as I can for as long as I can." So that that was my thinking at the time, um, but we'd always kept in touch. Like I said, brought his teams into the gym, um, and then when that came about. That, you know, that, that that sort of suited me perfect. Pecking your head. That's not like him. <laughs> this month, Matlock Town at the start of the month, 1-0 win. It was crap, wasn't it? Clear-cut chances, few and far between. Defence came out on top and then brilliant goal by Sloan at the end of the game. Shades of Vincent Company against yeah. Leicester. But he's just done it again. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so, I, I mean, the game... Uh, I can't remember nothing about it. I think I tried to instantly delete it from the memory bank after, um, let alone what it must have been like for you, like watching. But, but to be fair, Sloney's goal, and as he was travelling with it, I was just shouting, pass it, pass it, pass it, thinking I've never seen him do that, even in training. And then what a strike. It had that, like you say, that company swerve away as it as it was going and, and what a finish it was and it was a, it was a good it was a one of them where you, you win that game and it's a big three points because the game's been crap a 1-1 would have done nothing for no one and so it turned out to be a huge huge three points for us and it, what a goal from Sloney honestly I think what made the game more crap for us as fans is it was the third home game in a row they turned us round so we're in the open end terrace for the second half Ilkson Town, a game which started with Nick having a goal chalked off for an offside, which wasn't for them to get an early goal. But after that, we was absolutely relentless. Yourself, ghosting in at the back stick for the equaliser, 3-1 up at half-time, could have been six, and very comfortable until their penalty on the stroke of 90 minutes. Yeah, this was um, this was a, an excellent team performance, you know, enjoyable to play in. Um, the result was our way. You know, we, we, we put some unbelievable football together. And to be honest, the pitch helped. The 4G, 
it allowed us to just, you know, not worry about the bubbles or the heaviness of a pitch. And we were excellent that day. Um, the manager gave us, you know, took the shackles off and, and said play and, and forced lads to, to take that responsibility as well as defensively be a bit more, you know, what, if it has to be one on one, it has to be one on one, two on two, three on three. So we had a, <clears throat> a little bit license to, to go and play and, and we did and it suited us. And it just goes to show, you know, we, we, we can play and sometimes the pitches, you know, what, our pitch isn't the greatest and, and obviously Whitby the other day was a tough pitch to play on, but I think we have got some good players and it ju- it just showed that game and it, that was an excellent one. I mean, it, it got nervy towards the end because if we'd end up joining that game, that would have been devastating. But but yeah, that was an excellent performance, an excellent win for us. Working in the week after at home, one each, it was a great game. We had two goals reeled out for offside previous week for us. Um, work it and can be just as aggrieved because I think a couple of those should have stood so they've evened out however that elbow from Simington that was on purpose and he's got away with it and I, I think he's got the equaliser both sides had the moments but 1-1 one, one, probably a fair result yeah yeah I think so I mean I think you know when we're getting towards the end of the game you just think one of them games where you probably didn't deserve to win it but just hang on so we're gutted when when they went and scored that goal so late on but and especially like you say a player that possibly shouldn't have even been on the pitch but I think overall yeah we we rode our luck a couple of times they had a couple of great chances um and so a draw on that one I think was probably a fair result I assume the conditions took it out of everyone a lot more and I'm basing that on when Sam Bailey was closing down the full back in front of the shed in injury time, it was absolutely running in treacle. <laughs> that could just be Sam Bailey, but uh, no, it was. The pitch The pitch is heavy um, and Sam's, to be fair to Sam, he's one of our, he covers covers the most ground when we wear them vests. Sam's right up in them top few, um, so the heavy ground wouldn't have helped. Uh, you know, it'd have, been, it'd have been shattered. So I think, you know, in the end, taking a point, you know, against a decent team, yeah, we'll take that. So, a few days after that, it was Bamber Bridge at home in the LFA Cup. Still unsure what went on that night, to be honest. Both sides were going on it, going for it. But the 11 men of Brig brought on a striker and he had free rate for 15 minutes at a tied back line and made the score look even more daft. Yeah. what what I mean, I remember just coming off after that thinking, what the hell just happened? What was that game? Uh, it was It was very unlike us. Um, some of the goals we conceded were, were terrible mistakes. We were a bit all over the place. We started badly and it was a, a, a madness of a game with the way the scoring was going. Um, I, I think <clears throat> with the 11, I think I personally think we go on and win it. And then to get back to 4-4, I think it was, I think it then just caught up with us, uh, you know, trying to, with, with the 10 men, with the, the state of the pitch, uh, with the fatigue in the lads. And once they went 5-4 ahead, 6-4, it just crushed us a little bit. Um, and then in the end, it was a stupid score at, at, at seven. But uh, but yeah, a crazy old game, that one. Chris Wilcox said we just weren't on it defensively, but I'm not sure that accounts for shipping seven. It looked like both teams were just going to win the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because to I mean to be fair, when we went to ten, we didn't really we didn't really change anything. As in as in dropping people so to be defensive it was still let's, let's have a right go and, and like I said we got back into it at 4 all by by doing that and they're, they're a, that type of team as well they're, I mean they like to try and play football through the, through the lines but they're, a, they're an attacking team and you'll see them you know that's why they win games sometimes big and then they'll lose games big as well because of the way they try and play so it had that feel to it the game like you say defensive mistakes but both teams were, were 
both having a right go. So there's a bit of a break before yesterday's game at Whitby. To be honest, Noza, I was away with work. Ryan works away. So we've only, we've only got the highlights to go off. Could you tell us what happened? Another deleted from the memory bank game. The pitch was the worst. If we thought sometimes ours was bad, this was bad. I mean, it, it made some of their, like some players, you know, when they're, they're dribbling with the ball, it's coming off their shin, it's going out for throw-ins. Lads are trying to cross it, putting it behind the goal over the net. I mean, it was, there was, it was awful at times. You just couldn't, you just can't, the ball's coming to you, it's bobbling all over the place. And it, it wasn't a spectacle. It was one of them where we just, you just dig in and, and get something from the game, ideally a win. And, uh, I thought we were good for it until they scored. I thought we were, we were, we were comfortable. We were quite happy at half time. Um, with the way it was going, we'd had a couple of a couple of chances. Um, we'd restricted them. Once they'd gone ahead, then we had to chase it a little bit, and then the game was getting a bit stretched. Like I said, the pitch was taking its toll, and we needed this, the the Sloan dog to step up again and, and produce for us. And, and another unbelievable strike. And I think he's just he's just got that bit further forward up the pitch these last few weeks, and you know he's he's getting his rewards because normally he'd be sat probably closer to the halfway line. Just making sure we're, we're we're covered defensively, but again, we've got them a little bit more freedom, and he's finding himself a little bit further forward. But he's showing he's a player as well because that was another unbelievable strike. Their gaffer was raging. He reckons they've dropped two points. I don't know if you've heard it or you've seen it since, but for our goal, it gets sprayed out to Sam, and someone must not be getting over. And uh, he goes, "Alfie, come on!" And then Sloan wellies it. And he goes, fuck off. <laughs> uh, brilliant, brilliant. But he, he, he's, he, they were lively on the side. Their management, they were quite chirpy anyway. So it doesn't surprise me. But, but now I think we were more than, more than good for a point there. You know, and, we, and we cracked another game where we pushed, we pushed on and on to the end, had a couple more good chances. Keeper produced a couple of worldy saves. Uh, so we could easily have won that game. Um, but I think we've, with the travel, with the pitch, and what have you, I guess away from home, you take that point. Um, but yeah, we could easily have won that one. Yeah, that's a point. Stewart's had to come in, just meet the lads, put in a good shift. Bit of a baptism of fire, actually, isn't it? On a horrible trip midweek. Oh, yeah. Wow. To be fair, I mean, he's done unbelievably well. Like you say, a proper baptism of fire, that. He doesn't look like he's missed a year of football either from the highlights. No. I mean, because I heard him speaking, he uh, must have known Nico from somewhere, he was speaking to him before the game and said like, yeah, what have you been doing? He said, I've been trying to keep fit, but you know, I've, I've hardly touched the ball, caught a ball, kicked a ball for, for nine months or something. And I was thinking, oh my God, he's just saying this just before the game. And then he came in, I mean, he took a few crosses early on, brilliantly for us, just took the pressure right off us. And like you say, he looked like he'd, he'd been playing regularly. So he did really, really well, give us a lot of, stability and, and took the pressure off. In regards to Whitby's pitch, they've just launched a crowdfunder to replace it with a sand-based pitch over the summer. Really? What, whatever one of them is. Yeah, what's that mean? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't... I, don't, I mean, it, it didn't... To be fair, it didn't help them because they play with some fast, tricky wingers, but they can't dribble with the ball because it's impossible. So you could see a couple of times that one lad had a one-on-one, tried to take around the keeper, bobbled away from him. Lad got that in behind us, down the wing, tried to cross it. Like I say, that was the one way he shanked it straight over the back of the goal. So it doesn't suit them. So I'm surprised that they haven't tried to do something with it. 
Nozzy, you've spent a long time in non-league football now. Are you always having to adapt your game as the years go on or did you work it out a long time ago and been the same ever since? Like To be fair with Feli, what he did with you was just play you off the striker and let you do what you want. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've not, to be honest, I don't personally feel like my game's hardly changed. Uh, I, I'm doing now what I did when I first played non-league, whatever, 25 years ago, whatever it was. And what I did when I was playing as a pro in the league, I've, I mean, because people you say, oh yeah, as you get older, yeah, then you're a midfielder. Yeah, you can then just drop as a sitter, get it off the right back, turn, just spray it across the field. I was never that player. If I started doing that now, I'd get robbed of the ball and they're going to score. It's not my game. So I've always been up and down and I've just stuck with that, whether it be non-league, in the league, whatever. I've always just liked to bomb forward, get back, tackle, try and score, try and create. Um, and my game's been the same like I say, uh, no matter where I've been. Most of your time with us has been behind the striker, but we've seen you in the middle three and up front. What do you prefer? I'm probably behind the striker, just because then you're not marked. When you're a striker, you're already marked. It's a little bit more difficult to, to get in them gaps. And I'm not obviously rapid and I'm not a big guy who's going to hold it up. So I don't mind it. I, I started filling in there really and... Some of the games I happened to do all right, so I, I was like a backup there. In behind, I can make the runs in behind, and I haven't always, I've got the security behind me to then, if I haven't got to sprint the whole way back or track a runner, I can, I can just find a little pocket on the turnover. So I prefer that, but also equally in midfield, I'm fine. I like getting up and down. I like that, that, that battling role of, of, you know, the combat in midfield of against your opponent and, and trying to outwork them, trying to outrun them, outskill them. So um, I'd say off the front, Ideally, but as an eight or as a two in midfielder, I, I don't mind either. That I, I've enjoyed that throughout my career as well. Business end of the season, three points off the playoffs, eight points off second. How is that mood in the squad? Yeah, I mean, it, it, to be honest, it's a little bit weird because we've obviously got some issues off the pitch and it, it, it's obviously having a, a bit of an effect and toll on the team because really in this position now, we should be come on boys, This we're, we've got a right chance here. The gaffer should be, listen, if I can help, I'll bring in one or two now to just give us a bit of support and we'll have a right good go. But we're obviously struggling to fill a squad. You know, we've got the financial restrictions still hanging over us. The player's not sure if they're coming or going or going to be paid or need to take a drop or if they're going to be in the squad or not in the squad. So the lads are, is a great bunch. The management have come in and, and, and been good, great to try and keep us together and, and keep that team spirit we've had. So overall, the team spirit is good because of it always has been and no matter what the highs and the lows, it's come on, lads, we, we do it for us. We stick together, you know, and let's have a right good go. And it's such a good group. It, it's worked for us. Um, so, yeah, there is positivity. You know, we are close. We, we, we love to upset people, upset teams and, and go against the odds pretty much ever since I've come here anyway. And so, yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're quietly positive, you know, of, of just seeing what we can do. 30 appearances all season, including starting the last five, playing the full 19, three of them, scoring twice. Not to age you, but how? How is this happening? Yeah, <laughs> because I can't, I can't let it go, can I? I've, I, I just keep wanting to... I, I can't have people tell me my legs have gone or, or I'm finished or... And I still enjoy it, I still love it. I still... The Ilkston game coming off the back of that with the win and the team spirit and the changing rooms and the, the banter. And see, I, I love all that still. And it's a great bunch of boys, to be honest. I wouldn't have lasted as long as I have in non-league without that changing room. You know, the, the players that have been there as 
you know, as long as I have and, and a few others that have been there a long time as well has, has kept me there. But I mean, last year I knew I was going to do another. I, fin- I, felt I finished this season really strong. I felt really good. This one, again, has been a little bit harder. The recovery is getting a little bit more difficult. And so I think, I mean, I'm not going to make nothing yet, but this this genuinely could be the last one. So let's try and let's try and make it a good one. Nozzler, I believe you're not available this Saturday. You're back at Home Park with Plymouth. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm struggling a bit from the game the other day with the pitch. So, so I've had these four operations on my knee and it swells up it's, and, it, and I can get it back down. It swells up, I get it back down. But every now and then when I do a particularly heavy pitch or have a lot of load for it or a 4G pitch, I'm struggling a little bit longer. And obviously you'll see sometimes on the Feli, I, I went played Saturday, wouldn't play a Tuesday, would play a Saturday just to give me that little bit more recovery with it. And I think because of that pitch on Tuesday, I'm just a little bit... My knee's a little bit more swollen. I'm struggling to get it down a little bit more. I'm probably going to need a few more days. And so then I had the opportunity to to, to go down to Plymouth as do a little bit of work and, and as a guest with, with Sky Bet and, and, and the football club. So, yeah, unfortunately, I won't be playing, but I'll be heading down there. Mr Norris, do you know I have a radio show? I do. You do? Yeah, I see your Twitter all the time flying <laughs> up on my thing with you your late night requests and all of this and that. You're not going to request one for your missus? What song do you want? What song do you want that I'll play? Oh, my God. You are chucking it on me now. <laughs> Glenn Medeiros. <laughs> oh, I, I, can't, I can't even think, you know. I'll have, a, I'll have a little think and I'll come back to you and you can put yeah, it on there for me. You, you message me. But I'll message you and then you, I'll put, you, can, you can play me one. <laughs> I will do, I will do. You, Class. For everyone who doesn't know, I have a radio show on Beyond Radio. Uh, playing only the finest love songs every Monday night from 11pm. Nozza, thank you very yeah. much, mate. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, no worries, guys. Anytime, anytime. Thank you. Cheers, David. Cheers, guys. I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Thank you.